Good morning. It's good to see all of you here on this last Sunday of August, and I know we're all ready for the fall, right? Nobody stressing out about anything out there? No, aren't you glad you're in church this morning? This is your oasis. And those of you that are joining us online, thank you for tuning in as well as we take time to pause and to reflect and to go to our God in song, to go to our God in prayer, to open his word and let him speak to us. But I believe we are living at some of the most critical times ever on the planet. And when the church gathers together, whether we're in person or online, that there is something to be excited about. That even though the world continues to turn dark, and darker and darker. Guess what? God is still at work. He is still on the move, and I'm excited about today because today we are going to celebrate. Anyone want to celebrate out there? So here's the rule. Don't think about the fall, okay? Don't think about what you got to do later today or what you got to do to transition your kids back into school or any of those things. Today, we are just going to celebrate how awesome our God is. How does that sound? So now if you're new to shit, go ahead, you can clap. Yeah, you can clap. <laughs> Just warning, a little PSA here, you're going to be doing a lot of clapping during this service, okay? So keep those hands warmed up. If you're new to Shepherd's Gate, whether you're watching online or you're here in person, my name's Tim, I get the privilege of being the lead pastor, and this is a special Sunday for us. As last week, we actually didn't meet in person or online for the Sunday service, we had a Friday night service. Because last weekend, we sent members of our church, those who call Shepherd's Gate home, out into our community to roll up their sleeves and to share the love of Jesus in practical ways. And I am so incredibly proud of each and every one of you. Do you know that last weekend was one of the hottest and most humid weekends for Step Out and Serve we've ever had? How, it was, I, and you still showed up. You're going to see this in the highlight video. How many people, my shirt included, is just soaked, right? It was like we jumped in swimming pools and people's hair is all messed up. Some of you are going to be like, I can't believe you put me in the video. Sorry. <laughs> but here's what's really cool about that is we went and we served with all of our blood and our sweat and our tears, and we did it because we love God, and we did it because we love our community. Amen. And so if you're checking us out, this is a great Sunday to be here. You can really, truly find out what Shepherd's Gate is all about. If this would be a place that God would have you call home, if you want to be a part of a church that is going to continue to engage our community, as I say it, we're going to continue to punch the devil in the face. Because honestly, I'm so sick and tired of them. I don't know if you are too. I'm so sick and tired of the news and, and what is happening and the devastation. I'm so sick and tired of talking about that C word and all that other stuff because that's all just a derivative of him as well. I want to talk about Jesus. I don't want to talk about the hope we can have in him and how he continues to advance his church on this planet. And he has a plan. He's had a plan from the beginning. He knew where we'd be at right now, right in our day and age. And he's not done working in and through his church. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, I'll stop preaching. Because this is what's going to happen this morning. This is what we do. This is the fourth year that we've done this since we uh, relaunched Step Out and Serve. Our weekend initiative is Ron, who's our local missions coordinator. You're going to meet him uh, later today. Uh, he picks three of the sites. We went out to over 30 sites. There's three sites that we try to highlight because otherwise we would be here all day if we try to hit all of the sites. 
And so he and his team select three sites that give us an opportunity to say, hey, here's just three things that we're gonna zero in a little bit more on so you can hear the incredible testimonies of what happens when people go and they step out and literally serve our community. But before we do that, I wanna walk you just through a couple of scriptures. Uh, I do this every year as well. We're gonna walk through the same scriptures that we walked through at the Friday night launching service. And I believe this is just a great opportunity for once again for us to look at God's word to be reminded of the, of the promises, but also the challenges that God gives us in his word. And so our passage for this year, the theme for this year, was really that we would open our hands and that we would not just open them up to serve others, but that we would open our hands wide. And so we went back to the book of De- Deuteronomy. It's an Old Testament book where we found, find the people of God living long, long ago. And this is what he told his people a long time ago. This is what God said. If among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother, but you shall what? To him and lend him sufficient for his need, whatever it may be. Now let me put this in context for you because it's interesting that he's telling them that they really got to guard their hearts. See, at this time, when people had debt, and people had debt during this time as well, they would be indebted to others. On the seventh year, after seven years, God actually commanded them, he had ordered them, that anyone that had debt over somebody else, that they would have to forgive their debt. So imagine if we lived in that day and age. How many want to say goodbye to your mortgage? or your car payment, or your student loan, or whatever debt you have, right? Living back in the Old Testament during these scriptures wasn't too bad of a gig, was it? But this is what he said as well, for there will never cease to be poor in the land. And the same God, Jesus, said the same thing, the poor will always be among you. And that's why we do step out and serve every year. That's why we take donations for groceries every January to fill our local food bank. It's why for so many years we've housed the homeless of our county, Macomb County, through a program called McRest. It's why we continue to want to reach out to our community, not just on one weekend, but any opportunity that the Holy Spirit would open up for us to go and to roll up our sleeves and to serve others in practical ways. God, we know what it is that you've called us to do. He said this, therefore I command you, here it is, you shall what? It's not just opening it up, it's opening it wide to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. Isn't it interesting sometimes the hardest people to open our hands to is our family members? Got a little quiet on that one, right? Sometimes sometimes it's a little bit easier when it comes to the needy and the poor and those that are in our land, but that's exactly what God has called us to do to live in response to the amazing grace and mercy that God has showed us. In fact, the same God in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus, right, from, right out of the gate, in one of his first messages recorded by Matthew, he said these words. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. 
People that are so broken and lost and hurting because they don't have the hope of Jesus. He said, blessed are those people because I want you to go and minister to them. I want you to to tell them about me. I want you to see what it is that I've already begun to prepare to do in their hearts and you're just gonna be the catalyst. You're gonna be my presence for my presence to go and do what it is that I want to do in their life. In fact, he ended his message by saying this. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. And I was in prison and you came to visit me. You know, the people that were listening to the teaching at this time began to scratch their heads and they were saying, wait wait a second, Jesus, when were you ever hungry? When were you thirsty? When did you ever need to get invited in because you didn't have a place to stay? And when did you need clothes on your back? Jesus, were you thrown into prison that we didn't know about it? And he responded by saying these words. He said, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. That is the heartbeat of God from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It's what he has continued to call his church into service to others, that we don't just exist for ourselves and so we don't just come on Sunday mornings and we do this church thing and we just get pumped up with God and then we leave and don't care about anything else that's happening around us. Know that God has strategically placed us in our communities to be salt and to be light and to be the presence of Jesus and that's exactly what we saw happen just one weekend ago as so many of you went out and served Jesus and loved people, many of you people that you didn't even know. And so as I said today, we're going to be highlighting three of those sites. We're going to end by showing a video that really encapsulates all of the sites, all of the incredible things that took place last weekend. And so what we're going to do first is we're going to watch a video, and then I'm going to introduce you to a special couple here at Shepherd's Gate. So let's watch this first video together.
If you don't know, this is Barb and Will Cavill. They have been part of Shepherd's Gate for a long, long time. In fact, pretty much from the very beginning, they were part of the first new member class after this church was launched. So, 20, which was 20 weeks long. So thankfully we don't have that anymore. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but you still wear that as a badge of honor, as you should. So you've been a part of Shepherd's Gate a long time. Both of you have served faithfully. In fact, when I first started here, Will was on staff as our family director, and uh, I came on as the student director. He had already retired from teaching junior high school, so this was kind of a, a second career for you seven years in, and uh, he never actually called me by my name. He just referred to me as the new guy. <laughs> and even a year later, he still called me the new guy. So I don't know if he just didn't l learn my name or what, or he just liked picking on me. And then you retired, then you just left me. That's right, new guy. And you said, yes, <laughs> you're on your own. Uh, but some of you might remember the name Will Cabell because it was a few weeks ago at our outdoor service in July when I was preaching my guts out right? I just wanted people to know about Jesus, and I was reading scripture, and all of a sudden, the Shelby Fire Department, uh, the fire truck and the ambulance decided to pull into the parking lot and brought our service to a screeching halt. How many of you remember that? <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, <laughs> what, what happened at this outdoor service? Well, <clears throat> I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I felt real s sleepy which sometimes, you know, the sermon does that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Only kid, kidding, do guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, I went down, Barb gave me a mint, maybe to wake me up, and I couldn't move. So all of a sudden, there were a lot of the congregation around me, and they were heading toward the uh, ambulance that was uh, called for. And uh, I heard prayers, I heard all kinds of uh, encouragement, and uh, I didn't know it, but later on uh, told to me that the whole congregation had their hands up toward where I was going. And later on, uh, I'm here to tell you, I could feel those prayers. Okay. Praise God. Now, Barb, you had a similar experience to me because we both just assumed he fell asleep yes. during my sermon. <laughs> this couldn't have, I, and I joked with him, right? It couldn't happen during the music, couldn't happen at the end. It had to be right in the middle of the message. So give us your perspective on what happened that day. Well, I was sitting there, and I saw that he was sleeping, sleeping, and I'm like, well, well, wake up, wake up. And, um, and I thought, well, I'll get him a mint out of my purse. And, you know, I thought that that would help. And I gave it to him, and he dropped it out of his hand onto the ground. And I looked over, and he was like, <laughs> and he couldn't, and I said something to him about going to the car, and I couldn't understand so I stood up and um, and I went to get a friend and um, I turn around and he has guys, one of them was the head of his Bible study group, um, 
carrying him or taking him over. They put two seats by the curb. And I'm looking around, oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, where's Gladys? Where's Gladys, for those of you who know her? And um, she needs to be here. I don't understand. And I turned around, and she was right next to me. She's, she's a nurse, so people know. She's yeah. a nurse at Beaumont Hospital. And she had just retired two weeks ago. And um, so she stayed right with me. And she, took, she drove me to the hospital in, in my car. And then I heard later other members drove her car home. And as the Lord would have it, this is how perfect everything was. Her sister works in dietary there. And her sister was working that day. And they had to go to a funeral in Dearborn at 2 o'clock. And so all that worked out perfectly for them to get there. You know, the Lord doesn't miss a detail. So um, then when I got there, um, she dropped me at the emergency room door, and they wouldn't let her in. And I'm like, oh, boy, this <laughs> do they know who they're talking to? <laughs> and then they started checking Will all over, and then I said, I can't do this alone. So somebody ran back out and got her. And so she was right by my side. And then I had said I hadn't called our son, who's a physician assistant yet. And pretty soon she says, call Eric. And I'm like, okay. And I called him. And then I told him what happened. And then put him on the phone with Gladys. And they talked their medical language. And then <laughs> she took the phone over to the doctor um, who was seeing him in the ER. And they talked and they were in the process of deciding to give him um, a TPA, and you have to do that in a timely fashion, and there was enough time, and Eric said that we should go ahead with it, and so anyhow, they did, and um, you know, he had to sign papers and all that. Oh no, I forgot the part at church. When I go back to church, and I turned around, and this was so powerful. I couldn't hear exactly what Tim was saying, but I saw the whole congregation with their hands uh, lifted in the air prayer, in the air for prayers for us. And that was so powerful, it just carried us right through to see that. And then Tim came up that afternoon on the ICU, the unit where they took him, and that was Gladys's unit. And so that was amazing that we were right there. Then Tim came up that afternoon and stayed for a while. And then we were praying, and our son Eric was on the phone. So he got to pray with all of us around his bed. So God orchestrated so many perfect situations in there. And it's just nice to know. Shoot. <laughs> He's always right He's awesome. there with you. And of course, given the circumstances, Ron connected with you and just said, hey, do you, you guys want to be a site this year? You guys have faithfully served this church. You always are the ones on the, on the giving end. And tell us what that was like, having a crew come to your house, being on the receiving end, what that meant for, for you guys. Well, it was great. Of course, all of them coming. I just can't even say enough good about that. But I do want to say it was hard to receive. Mm -hmm. 
that blessing from people. We're not used to getting blessings from people. So that was hard. But God is good, and God is faithful. He is wonderful. I'm so grateful that they were at our house, and they worked hard, and they were there for a long time, and it was hot, and they brought lunches over for all of us, even two extra lunches in case there was somebody there. Yes, where's the meal meal team people? Where are you people at? You're amazing, by the way. They had a lot of people to feed that weekend. And I know one of, the, one of the things that we always pray for is not only that it would be a blessing to you, but maybe it would stir up some of the neighbors that are close by. Maybe it would draw a little attention. And so tell us maybe what happened with some of your neighbors. So <clears throat> a lot of people came around and were looking and were watching and, and talking to me. I don't think they talked to you as much as they, <laughs> they did to me. <laughs> <laughs> And um, there's one neighbor right across the street from us who we've never known. All that we've lived there a lot of years. And uh, she came over after they were pretty much done and, you know, asked about it and everything. And she came over and she stayed for about an hour and a half. And we talked. We had other neighbors that came by too. But uh, asked about it and we talked for about an hour and a half. And she's a Christian, and she has health issues, and it was just a wonderful blessing to finally meet her after all these years from this event. It's great. It's just great. And Barb told, asked me, can we hire these 10 people for next year? (laughs) That's awesome. Well, th- thank you. Thank you for allowing us to come to your home. Will, we are so glad that, that you are healthy, that you're out of the hospital, that you continue to get stronger and stronger. So we continue to keep you in our prayers because we know God's not done with you yet. So can we give them another hand this morning? We're just so blessed all the time and especially by this church and being here for so long. It's a wonderful blessing. You got it. This is my good friend, Dona Irvin, and you were the catalyst for uh, having us do the Maxwell Maxwell House. It's one of our sites in St. Clair Shores. Uh, This is a family that's not necessarily attenders here, but because of your relationship, you were kind of the bridge to that site. So tell us a little bit about the Maxwell family. The Maxwell family, well, the mom is my oldest and my dearest friend. We rode bicycles up and down the street when blocks were truly blocks, you know. She was at one end and I was at the other, and we met in the middle, and then we rode back and <laughs> forth together over the years. So we've been friends over, I ain't going to say. <laughs> she is my dearest friend, and she is truly a blessing to me. She is the mother, grandmother of three children, and they were her grandchildren, her maternal grandchildren, who would have gone into foster care had she not decided to take them in. And I thank God every day for her decision. Um, So she's raising them on her own, okay? (laughs) And the reason this site came up was not just due to me, it was also due to Sharon Allen, who's also a good friend of mine. Um, We get together doing, uh, once a month, it's six six of us girls, we call each other sisters, um, and we get together, and we 
during the end of COVID when everybody could get out and get together. Y'all remember that, right? <laughs> we would go to her house because she's got kids. She can't travel everywhere, but the rest of us, we can. Um, so we sit in the garage and play cards and talk and laugh together as, as girls do. But we couldn't really get in the garage. You know what I mean? Uh, bicycles and toys and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Couldn't get in for the shade. Couldn't get in. Just, just too much stuff. But, and there was stuff that she didn't know what to do with because she's only been in this house a little while. She was raising those three grandchildren in a two-bedroom condo when she took them in. Mm -hmm. So she, God blessed her with this house, and now she has three bedrooms and a full basement and all that good stuff where they have room. So we couldn't get in there, and so that's how they came about. And then her landscaping just needed some tender, loving care, which she also got that. Yeah, that's incredible. So tell us what this meant for her, to have a team come to her house. Well, I can tell you better because she sent her words. And so I'm going to read her words, not mine, okay? I would like to start off with telling you a little bit about me. My name is LaJean Maxwell, and I'm 66 years old. And I retired a year early as I am raising three of my maternal grandchildren, Madison, 12, Princess, 9, and Terrence, 4. Simple projects around my home have become somewhat impossible. I was in desperate need of some help, and your church, Shepherd's Gate Church, gave me the assistance and help I needed on August 22, 2021. They donated materials, time, and energy. I am so very thankful, unbelievably blessed, incredibly grateful. I would like to give a heartfelt thanks to you for, for your generosity. And every day, before and after you've been to my home, I say this prayer. Lord God, I thank you for the gift of this church and in my life. I have they have provided me with more than I could ever imagine. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings you have bestowed on me in my life, my friends, my family, this church, but most of all, my grandchildren. I would like to thank my home, Shepherd's Gate. You opened my, your hands to my friend, and you gave her love, and the love that you gave her, you also bestowed on me, so thank you. And we want to continue being part of her life and helping her with her grandkids, and so if anyone is just stirred by this, they can come and talk to you, they can talk to Ron, because uh, we want to continue to minister to her and then also hopefully just pray that one day God would even lead her to be part of Shepherd's Gate. Yeah, I'm trying to get her here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everyone add that to your prayer list so that we yes, can please, continue please. ministering to her. So thank, thank you, thank you. you for heading up this site and God be praised. Thank you, thank you, church. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today, and it's great that we get to just highlight you, talk about what it is that God is doing in your ministry, which is crazy because I love your story. You started out just being stirred by the Holy Spirit to figure out if there's some gifts that you guys could collect to send to Detroit, and now this whole thing has just exploded. And so maybe just walk us through like an overview of the history of gifts for all God's children. Um, well, God is good, and he has a plan, and we pray, and he shows us. So 
uh, when we began, and I was on the committee, and we were just going to provide a few gifts. And so now, over all those years, we've provided over 74,000 kids at Christmas alone with presents that are picked out especially for them. And the gifts go to connect these inner city congregations and ministries to the children because they come from those churches, not from us, but they really come from our congregations to help us and people. But um, what has happened is now we have this model uh, <clears throat> that works, we found out. Um, we have a year-round ministry. Uh, we, in 2009, we met with East Bethlehem in Detroit, which their school had closed in 06, and by 09, they had zero kids left in their church. And most of the churches we work with have a few elderly people, they don't have any money, and they don't have any kids, but the neighborhoods are filled with children that are perishing, literally, and won't go in the church. So we help the church reach out. So we become partners. So at East Bethlehem, we started with a Valentine outreach, just flyer in the neighborhoods, and 87 people showed up just because we invited them to a Valentine party in 09. And so that was the beginning of the outreach. And then we did Easter baskets and Easter fairs and started summer camps there and started our tutoring program there. and provided Christmas and you know anything they need we partnered together so by 2019 East Bethlehem had 278 kids on their lists from Damn. zero so you know, God did it. and the church has to be I mean we can help them but the church on the front line has to develop the relationships because relationships change lives and relationships with Jesus really changes lives so that's Amen. where, you know, the great thing has happened between us. And so then the other churches started looking around and said, what's going on at East Bethlehem that's not going on at my church in the inner city? <laughs> and so we started a replication committee a year and a half ago, uh, especially because in 09, like 28 kids and families were baptized at East Bethlehem too, and that's not happening in the inner city either. Amen. So um, it's great stuff. So Carolyn Roth was in the video that, you sh that was shown here, and she was the principal there when the school closed, and she works with us day in and day out. So last weekend, when it was back to school, backpack jamboree day, and the children came in and received the backpacks that we provided for them to give out, and they prayed over the kids. Pastor James was a real good you know, friend with Pastor Trinkline when he was here at Shepherd's Camp. Right. So anyway, God has this plan. We pray, he does the stuff. <laughs> if you're willing to pray the bold yeah. prayer, yeah, right? right? Which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Think of that. Yeah. And how, how incredible that is. And it, it's fun, is it not? Yeah, I it mean, is this really is just, fun. you never thought it would ever no. be what it is yeah, today. No, and we never even raised money for probably 20, 25 years. We just, then we thought if we raised money, we might be able to do more stuff. So that's <laughs> what we're doing now. But um, at the moving day happened, I mean, God had Ron call me up, thankfully, and said, I hear you need to move. And I said, yes, the church we're in is closing, unfortunately, and we have to be out by the end of August. And he mentioned you had a, serving day last weekend, and I said, okay, we'll, we'll move on the 21st of uh, August then if you can help us. So, uh, so that happened, and uh, all the boxes and things that we moved, we are in Auburn Hills now on Main Street in Auburn Hills, and hopefully are going to buy that building, good Lord willing, or those buildings. And so uh, we had 33 people that day, and uh, Shepherd's Gate came with their trailer and their help, and it's, like, amazing. So we thank you, thank all of you that came to help us and that helped so many other ministries. It's great. Now, if someone wanted to get involved with Gifts for All God's Children, what, what are some opportunities that you have ongoing throughout the year? Um, well, the, the best probably is to go to our website and giftsforallgodschildren.org and look and sign up to be on our e-newsletters and really find out what's going on. But I will highlight 
um, a couple of them. We have a super shopper program, we call it. So after, you know, when school supplies go on sale now in a few weeks when they're really cheap or after Christmas when coats are, you know, $5, we have people that shop for us and they donate to us so that we can wait, give wait. them. Wait, hold on. You just need people to shop yeah, for yeah, you? I know. I Anybody like to shop <laughs> out there? Shop Don't raise else. your hand. Oh, yeah. look at that. You got two right there. Thrifty. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. It's didn't mean to interrupt. Um, and those that are super shoppers, I mean, they know how to get deals. You know, they get things for a dollar or 25 cents, and they don't know what to do with them. Well, we love those donations. So that's one big thing. Um, you can help us assemble our, you know, school supplies and do our Easter baskets and do our Christmas stuff, and you can be a tutor. We um, have a wonderful tutoring program. We use this IXL curriculum, and because of COVID, we had to flip to virtual, which ends up to be a big blessing because <laughs> if you have a computer and you have one hour a week, you can change a kid's life forever. So we one hour one a week. One hour a week. Now I know the question is, do you have to be a school teacher uh, in no, order to be? A, you oh, you just, don't. No, if you have a computer and you're not know work it, you're okay. Well, let's ask that. Is there, who <laughs> does everyone have a computer? Anybody? <laughs> Look at all the people yeah. that have computers. So that's incredible. Go ahead. And uh, you know, I, I went to a conference that Prison Fellowship put on a few years ago, and I was just taken back with the statistic they shared is that if children don't know how to read by the end of third grade, and where we live, our kids learn how to read, but if you live in the inner city, it's a lot of the parents we work with don't know how to read. And so if a kid doesn't know how to read, that's how they determine the prison beds for the future based on the failure Gosh. rate of our kids in third grade. So by tutoring a child, you will change their life forever. And we use a Christian curriculum too. We use Superbook and with our tutoring. So that's my big three. That's incredible. Well, I know your relationship with Ron and Shepherd's Gate is growing stronger and stronger, and we want to continue to partner with you, not just one weekend and helping move stuff, which I know is a blessing, but also what we can continue to do all throughout the year. And it's so cool the way that you've built relationships with all of these churches in our community, which is what Ron has been working on to strengthen those bonds and the way that God works when we all work together. Well, you know, whether it be Faith Troy or uh, any of our Detroit partnership churches, and God gets all the glory. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us highlight you today. That's what it's all about, isn't it, Ron? Right there, sharing the heart of Jesus with others. This is uh, Ron's fourth time heading up, step out and serve. And as we said, the, the most muggiest, hottest <laughs> weekend on record. What do you want to say? I just want to say thank you. I mean, thank you to uh, everyone that stepped out to serve. Thank you uh, for uh, the generosity that has been able to um, make this weekend happen, and really just to thank God for giving his children so many great gifts to share. Amen. And we know uh, this, as you said, wouldn't be possible without the generosity of our congregation. And even the teacher kits that we see before us, the bikes that we see before us, do you want to go ahead and just explain a little bit about what's happening here? Yeah, so again, this year we decided to bless our teachers. We've decided to bless our first responders and um, 
For our teachers, we've actually partnered with Owen Elementary in Pontiac. Uh, they're gonna get the majority of them and I need to articulate because my favorite teacher, my wife, told me that in the first service I uh, forgot to say that these kits over here, my left, your right, are available uh, to, uh, as she says, to hug a teacher that you just truly love. So please grab one uh, if you know of someone that, that uh, could just really uh, appreciate that. And then the bikes, we're actually partnering with um, Eastern Market Partnership. So in Detroit, our friends at Eastern Market are gonna find a, a, um, those that are worthy and needy of these amazingly clean and refurbished bicycles. So we've kept them out of the, um, the landfill and we're blessing someone with potentially a uh, place to get them to. So thank you. Awesome, praise God for that. And even though this is your fourth time doing the, the Step Out and Serve weekend, uh, we just prayed and felt that God had led us to bring you on staff a year and a half ago because it was really from the people that had participated in Step Out and Serve weekend that said, why aren't we doing this on a continual basis? Why does it have to just be one weekend a year? And so many of you know this, Ron started last year, one month before the pandemic <laughs> broke out and uh, just still did an incredible job finding ways for us to connect with our community and so there may be people here, maybe you weren't able to participate this year and step out and serve for the weekend or you had other obligations or maybe God just lit something in you and you want to continue serving on an ongoing basis. And so Ron, could you just talk a little bit about what's coming up, uh, some other serving opportunities that we have for the future? So as you said, Tim, uh, every month of the year we're going to be um, finding opportunities for us to share gifts. And uh, we've uh, developed a really nice uh, webpage uh, at uh, sgchurch.org uh, backslash volunteer. I always get that wrong. Thankfully, I got it right today. Uh, no, it's and, uh, forwards. Forwards. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Well, hopefully we got some good Just things go to the website. Right this past weekend. <laughs> yes. Actually, go to the website <laughs> and find it, but uh, there were five sites that we were unable to get to. Um, this past weekend, uh, we're gonna be going out to the Davenport residence on September 11th. Uh, we're gonna be uh, out at uh, Good News Gang on Tuesday. We're gonna be painting the first two weekends, uh, churches in Detroit. And that's just carry over from this weekend. There's still a few things we're gonna be doing on Wednesday to just to clean up and to finish some things off. Uh, but on an ongoing basis, you know, we're gonna 12 months out of the year, uh, we're going to be providing opportunities for uh, those in the community uh, to share their gifts. And uh, in the four months that uh, we were preparing for this, we actually had 12 individuals or groups come forward and say, what do you mean we, you can't do it that weekend? So uh, we're going to continue to try to bless these 12 other people. So, Lots of opportunity, lots of need that's still out there. And I know your heart. You are, you're going to do everything that you can to to meet each and every one of those needs. So thank you, thank you for your heart, for the community, for your leadership, for Kelly, who is your administrative arm in all of this, Kelly Veach, uh, your leadership team, as well as all of our site hosts, and all of you, all of you that, that stepped up to the challenge, whether you made cookies, or you made lunches, or you bought bottled water, or you prayed with us, or you financially contribute to this church. All of us play a part in this. All of us, there was no way that we would have ever been able to do this without all of you. So church, on behalf of Ron, on behalf of our staff, on, uh, on behalf of everyone, thank you 
for your willingness to, to partner with us and to do far more than we could ever think, hope, or imagine because as God tells us, it's his power that's at work in us and in his church. Amen? Amen. Amen. So will you give yourselves a big hand this morning? And uh, just to remind you, Patty is going to be out there if you want more information on gifts for all God's children. Ron's going to be out there. You can email ron at sgatechurch.org. You can get on his monthly email list, or you can always go to the website, which is updated on a continual basis. But would you please stand with us as we close our time with prayer? Let's go to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we once again thank you for today. We thank you for the celebration service, the opportunity to look back just one weekend ago at all that you did in and through the people of Shepherd's Gate. God, we thank you for the opportunity to bless those who were members and attenders of this church. We thank you that we had the opportunity to bless people that we didn't know but were connected to other people who call Shepherd's Gate home. God, we thank you for all the nonprofits that we were able to once again go and just hear their needs and meet their needs and help them as they continue to share your love in our community. God, we know the need is great. We know that there are still so many others that are hurting, places that we can go, people that we can connect with. And so, God, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to, to put your hand upon Shepherd's Gate, that we would be known as a place that is not afraid to go out into our community and to roll up our sleeves and to share you with others, whatever the cost, whatever the sacrifice, whatever the ask. God, I thank you for my brother Ron here. I thank you for his immense heart for you, for those that come alongside him on his leadership team. And even as this year's leadership team is going to start meeting on a monthly basis to go further and to do more. God, grip our hearts for the things that grip your hearts. May Shepherd's Gate never be a church that's just out for our own interest, but God, may we be a church that is out for the interest of others, people that don't yet know the hope they can have in you. So God, we once again, we offer ourselves up to you today. We thank you for everything that happened last weekend, and we look forward to all that you have in store for our future. So may you lead and guide and direct our lives and our past. God, you get all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, because we do it for you and because of what Jesus has done for us. It's in his holy and precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Receive the blessing of our Lord this morning. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may he look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.